You're listening to The College Loop, your number one podcast for Auburn sports, talking all things orange and blue every Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday. On today's installment of The College Loop, TJ Finley is officially in the transfer portal. We're talking all things Auburn football, portal news, portals in, portal out. Count the amount of times you hear the word portal today. Then we're going to flip over to the hardwood, talk about the bucket man, the Bermanator, Leor Berman returning back to the Auburn basketball program. That is official. Then we'll flip over to the baseball and softball diamond, where both Auburn baseball and softball are looking to complete Home victories this weekend and keep the momentum rolling. Auburn baseball taking on number one LSU and the first ever baseball eagle flight coming up this weekend. All this and more. Don't go anywhere. Don't do anything. You're listening to the College Loop. Hey, you know what to do. You're grown. You know what's right. 19, 16. I I never know exactly what those mean, but we're somewhere in that ballpark. It's one o'clock in the afternoon in Auburn, Alabama, and this place was lit what's up everybody welcome back to the college loop podcast episode 57 of the college loop podcast and i am again joined today by harrison tar tar how you doing buddy doing well man a lot of busy news a lot of football news coming up and and this show is going to be pretty packed so let's uh let's get this show on the road on episode 57 our last episode was episode 55 and uh you guys can uh fill in the in the gaps if you guys have witnessed the forgotten episode then uh congrats <laughs> Uh, you saw a, a, a briefly lived, a short-lived uh, college loop exclusive. So let's talk Auburn football <laughs> and uh, revisit some things that we spoke about on Tuesday. And we'll we'll do it a little bit differently this time. That all that to say, TJ Finley is in the transfer portal. That's where we're going to start, Dylan. And I need to before we discuss some things that you and I mentioned earlier today on the Auburn Daily Show, as as this is being recorded. Obviously, yesterday as this show is being released. But your favorite mo- TJ Finley moment at Auburn was blank. Uh, him transferring. Okay, Ow. that was that was such a bad answer. That was such. Yeah, a bad it, answer. I, I there was rarely a time where I was rooting for TJ Finley. No, that was such a bad answer. Like the TJ Finley experience was was interesting. Uh, it, it it was fascinating. A three star transfer from Texas. Uh, excuse me, from LSU rather. That had the the Cam Newton frame comparisons, and then, quite frankly, just wasn't that very that good at football. And then there was the bird scooter incident, and uh, it was just an up and down and up and down. And at one point, I think T.J. Finley's dad went on, and maybe I, I, I can't recollect off the top of my head for sure which podcast, which Auburn based podcast it was. It was went on. on a what'd you say? It was locked on. I think it was locked on, and uh, went on uh, went on an Auburn podcast and, and talked about how TJ was a hit with him and a competitor, which I mean, that's what dads do, but it was, it was a wild man. It was a weird time. It, it really was a weird experience to live through. And all of it really stemming back from, we mentioned earlier, Dylan his saving the day against Georgia state leading to up to the, we want TJ chance coming from the student section, leading up to a lot of people getting behind him being the starting quarterback for the Auburn Tigers just this past year. And what a roller coaster ride the TJ Finley experience was. I do believe this is his last power five stop. I don't, I don't know that there's uh there's I guess it's not in the cards, I don't think, for him to return to another power five school, maybe, maybe somewhere in the Pac 12 or the ACC. All that to say, though, 
I cannot believe you wasted your the best your favorite TJ Finley moment on him entering the transfer portal. I mean, my second thing probably would have been the whole scooter incident, but now he is hilarious. Not, he's he's nothing now but a future trivia question at a Sky Bar or a seventeen sixteen as who's the starting quarterback for the twenty twenty two season and the last year of Brian Harson's career. And you're right, I, they're long gone are the days of Power Five coaches looking at TJ Finley and going. Maybe I can fix him. There's no fixing it. There was none. Well, it's it's fascinating too, Dylan. The the TJ Finley. I don't I don't know, man. I mean, he definitely couldn't have walked into, in my opinion, he couldn't have walked into a worse situation than he did when he transferred to Auburn. I think that transferring to Auburn under Brian Harson in general is uh, a death death sentence for a lot of careers. <laughs> in large, I mean, uh, with the exceptions of you know your Derek Halls, he, he was already there beforehand. But there were some players that were Malzahn disciples rather if you will that that were fine under the harson tenure there were other guys that fell off or they transferred in and it didn't help them and i think tj finley certainly fell victim of i mean i think there's a combination between skill set and circumstance right there's got to be some kind of uh, of of scale because i'm not so sure that tj finley wouldn't have even been better in a gus malzahn offense and i don't think gus malzahn by any stretch of the imagination is a good guy at developing quarterbacks Matter of fact, I think he's kind of the Greek god at having them digress. Uh, but uh, I've and I've got actual r- real numbers to back that up. But yeah, that's neither here nor there. Uh, the Finley experience at Auburn was weird. Uh, a lot of it didn't make sense, and it's over. He's 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 on his way out. And we've been saying this for weeks and on weeks now, Dylan, about when will TJ Finley hit the transfer portal? And now we've got our answer. And your answer was what today's May third, as as we're recording this. Um, and he had the transfer portal yesterday, right? May second. May second. So I, this whole week is a fever dream to me. Yeah, there's so, so much has been going on. Auburn decided to get weird at the weirdest times, per the usual. Uh, I think we went well, like a whole week without getting any like new Auburn football news in general. And yeah. And then all of a sudden, like I think Casey Thompson was the uh the straw that broke the camel's back yeah that broke the dam and then everything started coming out tj finley goes auburn picks up another transfer guy who we're gonna talk about a little bit and of course quarterbacks possibly coming to the plains well let's let's talk quarterbacks coming to the plains and before we get into this dylan uh, i am going to mention this i said this uh i guess i said vice versa before the before the show but on on the tuesday show we we misspoke and we and 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 conveyed it as though Peyton Thorne uh, and uh, Ke- uh, Casey Thompson were, I almost said Keegan Thompson. This is not Saturday Night Live. Casey Thompson uh, were both on campus on Saturday. They weren't. And you know what? We're sorry. We're not perfect. And and we didn't mean to convey it that way. That was, a, you know, a, a, just a genuine misfire on, on our part, on, on all accords here. And you know what? If you're going to be that pissed off, unsubscribe. I'm sorry. I really don't care. Um, I, I'm sorry. Sorry, Dale. I know that you're going to be upset. You have to do a TikTok dance, by the way. Um, I'm aware. Thanks for the 200 subs, by the way, guys. I'm not trying to scare you all off, but don't hold the grudge against us, please. People make mistakes. Uh, there are other people that I could call out by name that I'm going to choose not to that I think make mistakes way more often than we do. But all that to say, I mean, there's a lot of traction with Peyton Thorne. <laughs> all, all that all that said, right? I mean, because of course, right? We screw that one up. And then 24 hours, Brian Stoltz of, of uh, rivals, Auburn Rivals, uh, AuburnSports.com goes out and tweets. I guess that's 72 hours after this, but who who gives it? Who gives a shit? The Peyton Thorne was like 99.9 percent for sure coming to Auburn, and then 
Auburn's uh, rivals is talking everywhere. People are talking all over, like credible sources are talking everywhere about Peyton Thorne's coming to Auburn. Peyton Thorne's coming to Auburn. Okay. Um, so I don't really have a follow-up comment on my previous statement because I don't have any grounds or traction. And we certainly don't want to act like we know things that we don't. I never meant to make it seem that way. But I'm going to go ahead and trade into this uh, to this waters here. Um, Peyton Thorne is a clear choice, uh, choice one for Hugh Freeze and company. I don't think they're making bones about it, right, Don? <laughs> I mean, uh, it's facts. I think after well, we know it now. <laughs> yeah, sure. I think the past uh, hour or so before we started recording this episode, it just really blew up. It just blew the ever loving crap up on Twitter. Peyton Thorne's face, name, everywhere. People are going to his Instagram and searching who he's following, who we've now learned he's following Roberto Fairweather and Auburn football. Uh, might be more now. That was just a screenshot that I saw on Twitter. Uh, I did not go do it. I at least have somewhat of a, of a life than going to... We've also stayed pick a up. little clear of the subject for the past few hours. Yeah, we did. Uh, but for all extensive purposes... We have nothing to go off of that he won't be a future quarterback at Auburn. We are thinking and seeing everywhere that everyone else says that he is going to be a future quarterback of the Auburn Tigers. Numerous so we are going to talk about it. Loop. <laughs> We're going to talk about it on today's show. For the first time ever mentioning Peyton Thorne on any College Loop episode currently. Never been done before. On streaming. <laughs> Never been done before. So, yeah, Peyton Thorne is a former quarterback of the Michigan State Spartans, if you were unaware. Best season with the 2021 under Kenneth, when he had Kenneth Walker to hand the ball off to and dump it off to as well. And, I mean, you look at it from that standpoint, he lost Kenneth Walker, had a regressive season, and that happens. And then if he were to come to Auburn, per every other source but us, if he so, would if- – as other sources not named the college loop have been reporting, he is coming to Auburn. <laughs> he would have running backs waiting for him, like Jarquez Hunter, Brian Batie, Damari Alston, and Jeremiah Cobb, and Sean Jackson, all eagerly waiting for their future QB1 to hand the ball off to. Hypothetical QB1. <laughs> Hypothetical. <Her others. laughs> I, I, just, I would just like to put that out there. Um, this episode's a mess. Just to make sure I cover my ass. Um, and, and 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 to be fair, I'm not getting defensive. I'm just actually covering our butts. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, you, as you mentioned it, Dylan, the, the big thing about Peyton Thorne is can you get him back to 2021, right? Yeah. And and can you get him back to that form where, where he really was one of the premier quarterbacks in the Big Ten and not, you know, upper echelon of the, of the country. Just, just numbers put up that year alone. I think that if you bring him to Auburn, he's got, like you mentioned, the backfield that has the receiving you know, capacities and – Quite possibly could bring one of his buddies from Michigan State if things were to fall in line to go help out the receiving core who just lost no no one that I really think is actually, actually going to get meaningful snaps but did lose Landon King and a receiving core that's unproven and people are not sure about. I do think that this is one of those instances, Dylan, and 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 I know that we've talked about Casey Thompson, who I think is still if if things don't work out with Peyton Thorne, very much still in the mix. Uh, for, for for Auburn, but it does feel like this is one of those those situations that if you can go get Thorn, you're probably buying yourself a couple wins, maybe three. Thoughts? Oh yeah, yeah, I completely agree. And I mean, I think I got the year of eligibility messed up on the last episode. Thank God it's not there anymore. What episode? Uh, 
yeah, uh, Peyton Thorne has two more years of eligibility as well to Casey Thompson's one. So Peyton Thorne, I think, would also be the better choice just because he gives you another year to move along with Walker White and get him a little bit more ready to play. But I think Peyton Thorne, in the system that Hugh Freeze would want to run, I think of the two, Peyton Thorne does give you those extra wins. He's not much of a rusher, but he did see like four, he did get four rushing touchdowns in 2021, his best statistical season, which is one we're going to talk about probably the most, just because that's when he had more of the star talent. And I got to be honest with y'all, I think this Auburn team is probably more talented than most Michigan State teams that we've seen in the past few years. Not that 2021 team. Well, outside of Kenneth Walker, <laughs> when Kenneth Walker went down, that team was not very good. We saw that that's happen it. against Michigan, or not Michigan. I forgot how they played with it without Kenneth Walker, but. This is an Auburn podcast. Uh, <laughs> I think that he would give you three. Uh, if you want to go off the like six and six, just base level, I think Peyton Thorne gets you to that nine win uh, uh, total right there. And that's what I've been saying all along. If Auburn get the right guy in, Peyton Thorne gives you that nine win total, and possibly 10. Yeah. If one of those one of those potential rival home games towards the end of the season no, uh, where they go along. <laughs> but yeah, I, I have to agree. I think Peyton Thorne does probably give you a better chance at winning. Plus if you look at it comparing to Casey Thompson, Peyton Thorne didn't have the talent that Nebraska had last season. Uh, whether or not you want to talk about the coaches, uh, Tuck is no longer coming. If you're a Michigan state fan, uh, sorry. Uh, Peyton Thorne does not make the near amount of the mistakes Casey Thompson does. Uh, there was very there was a lot of games last season where Casey Thompson threw two or more interceptions. Uh, and Peyton Thorne, I don't know if he had a game last season where he did. He may have that I'm thinking of. He has had he had two. Uh, Minnesota and Akron. Oof. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but other than that, I mean, right. he played uh, he played better defenses where he he didn't throw one or he only threw one. Uh, from what I see, but 19 touchdowns and 11 interceptions. Uh, it's not the greatest thing ever, but that's also a very lackluster Michigan State team. That that was a sure. regressive type beat. And if I have to trust one head coach with the quarterback, I would rather put my quarterback's hands in the arms of Hugh Freeze rather than Mel Tucker as it stands right now. I was wondering how long we were going to get without Mel Tucker's – let me try that again. Mel Tucker slander. I had to reboot there for a second. Um, yeah, no, I, I agree completely. Oh, and, you, got two, you got two in that rant. <laughs> yeah, I know. You're you're having fun. You're, you're having fun here. And I'm not – I don't want to ramble too, too long, but I do think that should this happen, and if it does happen, maybe we'll put out a reaction video. Maybe we won't. Who's to say? Uh, maybe someone will beat us to it. Someone, maybe someone will tell us that we can't. So we'll find out. Uh, I'm just kidding. I'm being facetious. Nobody told us we couldn't. Nobody made us remove the alleged episode 56. We made this conscious decision on our own. We did. Anyways, moving forward. There were some other pieces, the, the, some other news within the Auburn football program, Dylan, about adding some additional pieces in some positions of need. Talk to me a little bit about some help that, Hugh Freeze and company got on the defensive side of the ball, especially pairing up with Elijah McAllister, bringing back some experience. Let's hear it. Talk to me. Yeah, so Auburn picked up Jalen McLeod on May 2nd, I believe, as well. Did that, that nose broke around the same time as TJ yeah. leaving? Yeah, that was, they were like back-to-back, bang-bang. Yeah, and uh, so App State edge rusher got six sacks last year, two of which were against Texas A&M in that game where uh, App State took down the Aggies. 
in Kyle Field, in College Station, Texas, making everyone realize that Texas A&M probably shouldn't get the hype that they did. And if you look back even further than that, he did the same thing versus Miami in 2021. So the dude knows how to step up in the biggest stage in college football at any given time. And you know what? A little fun belt never hurt anybody. Uh, and I think he brings you a solid depth piece right behind Elijah McAllister or in front of Elijah McAllister. But this does, I believe, improve on losing Dylan Brooks. Uh, I think I said it best on the Auburn Daily Show. I said, you're losing, uh, you're you're changing out potential for, and I forgot how I worded it, uh, for already, dadgummit, I can't remember what I said, uh, but potential talent. Yeah, I should have taken a nap. We're lagging on here today, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but you're, you're getting, you're trading out potential at the edge from Dylan Brooks to an already, uh, statement player in Jalen McLeod. And I think that's what I want to say for that one. Uh, but yeah, you're getting a guy to kind of put Keldrick Falk a little bit further behind in the depth chart, just as a chance to get him more ready for whatever is going to be his time. Either that be later in this it's season coming. or next season. And believe me, he's going to see the field this year. Don't think this is a way of shoving him off the depth chart. He's going to be on the field. And whether that only be for four games uh, that means you get four more seasons of them right after this one. That's so, right. Uh, yeah, big pickup, uh, especially after how slow this transfer cycle has been. Yeah, well, it's been slow for everyone, Dylan, and we've talked about this yeah. a, a few times. I think that to this point this year, or in, let me rephrase this here, in this to this point in this offseason, since the naming of, of, of Hugh Freeze's head coach at Auburn and determining you know, what that transition looks like and his ability to – identify positions of need and actually address positions of need. I think that to this point, Dylan, I, this would have been the most impressed by, and maybe maybe it's just because I went to Auburn for four years and 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 ultimately you know graduated from there and saw know so many Auburn fans. I think a lot of Auburn fans are just refreshed to see a coach addressing positions of need. Oh, yeah. And, and that's been something that, that Auburn's not seen since mid-mouths on, really. And, 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 I, and I say that just not, not to throw coaches under the bus or not to – sit here and, and sound like I'm, uh, you know, I, I would know better how to run these football programs than Joe Schmo because I wouldn't, but it's been, it's been refreshing to watch and say, okay, anyone can go make a splash quarterback transfer when you're a power five school, like at like at Auburn that has history, has tradition and your football program, people want to play for you. That's not a problem, but if it doesn't matter how good the quarterback is, if the offensive line in front of them is not good, it doesn't matter how good that offense is. If the defense can't, you know, stop anybody from scoring and running up the scoreboard. I've been impressed with, with the overall overarching theme with this, with this coaching staff and then their, their men, mentality to this point. And then you know, obviously this transfer window is closing, 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 closing. Right. But to this point, their emphasis on replacing every group and getting better in every position, not just, Oh, this guy happens to play this position and wants to come to Auburn. I think that's kind of a fundamental difference. Where that we that we've seen to this point. Do you want to make a podcast? Well, Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily and distribute it everywhere, and even earn money as well, all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works: Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and literally everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. 
with Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it is totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, it's been so easy to get the show out to y'all, and I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to Spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. All that, all that being said, that's uh, that's where I want to leave football today, Dylan. I want to flip over to men, men's basketball. I've got some really, really big, exciting news. I know you are pumped up to see the Bucket Man is back. Yes. Look, the Berminator will be returning for his final year of eligibility in 2023-2024, gearing up for what might wind up being one of the most interesting Auburn basketball seasons in re- recent memory. I, I, when I say interesting, I just – I'm having a hard time visualizing it right now, and I'm not exactly sure how this is all going to shake out. And I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing. So, right. Dill, how excited are you that the Berminator's back? I am ecstatic about the returning of the Berminator. Uh, this, he's, hopefully, we've seen a stagnant, or not a stagnant, but a, a steady improvement of his play throughout the last few years. And maybe this is the peak. This is going to be where Leo Berman puts his name in the – in college basketball hall of fame like he he throws everyone like blows everyone out of the water he's he's gonna he's gonna break all the three-point shooting records it, it might happen we don't know because i mean like you said this basketball season is gonna get weird i feel like because it is gonna get weird and and let me let me read out you some some stats here in 2019 2020 and in leo Berman's freshman year he played in two, he appeared in two games in 2020 to 2021 he appeared in 11 games in 2021 to 2022, he appeared in 20 games. In 2022 to 2023, he appeared in 25 games. So one can only assume that Leo Berman's going to be playing in at least 30 games this year. Which means that his minutes, and if you look at his as minutes trickle up, they go from 3 to 30 in the second year, 8.3 uh, averaging, uh, I guess, 8.3 his, his third year, and then he's averaging 9.4 last year. One can only assume that Leo Berman's gonna be like a 13-minute guy. I mean, it, it's starting to look like it. And I mean it's just math, it's science. And with the the lack of the transfer portal getting getting hot on the bat on the on the hardwood for the men's side at least, the women's uh college Jay has been killing it over there. But we don't know if Matthew Cleveland's gonna commit anytime soon. There are other names too that we're just not Listen, that other people are talking about. Simply not us, not the college loop. There are other names. We we have leeway. We have uh, public domain with Matthew Cleveland because right. everyone's talking about him. That's right. Uh, but we don't know when he's going to commit. Uh, he, he keeps – every single time he posts on his Instagram story, it's always something Auburn-related, it feels like. But we don't know when. We don't know where. We don't know how long we've got to wait. It could be day, It could be the day before the season starts. Matthew Cleveland just – Dude, I thought for a second when you said it could be the day before the season starts. I thought, he, you said, I thought you said he could be dead. I was like, I don't know about that. I feel like that's got more good. But no, I just, I, that's me being deaf. <laughs> no, I mean, there are, and there are other names in the men's tra- basketball transfer portal. I don't think that it's closed yet. I don't think it's done. I think there's some other names that Auburn's waiting on and some other moving pieces and lots of other things and waiting to hear about – Guys, we're going to return from the draft. We've not heard about that yet. That's going to be like the next wave of Auburn off-season news in terms of sports that aren't in season right now. So still very much holding out for that. In the meantime, sorry, I was like choking on air for a second there. That was awesome. In the meantime, how do we kill, how do we spend our time? Watching Auburn baseball and Auburn softball. Auburn baseball, first off, this is just badass. First ever eagle flight at the baseball stadium. For a baseball game, 
That's sick. Also bring it to Jane B. Moorefield. Just saying. Um, this is dope, Dylan. And and on this, the the crowd this weekend between baseball playing the number one team in the country and graduation weekend in Auburn. I pray for anyone who doesn't want to get a parking ticket. Oh, I, I didn't even know that. I'm about to change change up some plans because there ain't no way it's, it's going to be hard to park in, or anywhere in Auburn that weekend. You will catch me parking in resident overflow this week. <laughs> catch me parking a mile away and walking. <laughs> I will be parking at Evergreen on South College Street. <laughs> but yeah, but, go ahead. Yeah, but yeah, it's huge. And it just shows how hyped up Auburn is after beating number two, South Carolina, and then having the welcome number one right back. And obviously this is a, it's a great way of doing it. It's a, it's, it's a way of getting people hyped up for the game just in general, because it's already the best tradition in college football. Come at me. if you don't Why not make it the best tradition in college baseball? Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's going to, it's going to be a great atmosphere all weekend long. And no matter where you are in Auburn, whether that's in the, in Neville Arena or J.B. Moore or Plainview Park. <laughs> Whether it's cheering for your graduate or cheering for Auburn baseball or cheering for Auburn softball, you can't really go wrong. All right, so the atmosphere is going to be crazy on Saturday night. Auburn's going to be packed all week, and, and people are going to pack Plainsman Park this weekend specifically regardless because they're playing the number one team in the country with the biggest the biggest stakes of the season at this point. If you win this one, you're in incredibly good shape. All of that to be said, I know we said it last week, and you went and won the series, Auburn. Sell your soul and win the first game. I, I, I'm going to stand by this, Dylan. Oh, Take yeah. Tommy Vale, throw your entire bullpen, pray to God that the bats can stay on top. If you take one from three against LSU, granted, I know you're at home. You've done remarkably well, and you're helping your RPI. Where's your Where's your headspace at? Yeah, I'm going to say the same thing. Sell your soul for that first game. <laughs> Uh, Tommy Vale is the hottest hand in that bullpen, and I was shocked to see that Auburn had some other solid pitchers last weekend. And, and you got to be honest, it's going to be hard for me to believe that they can repeat. It's going to be hard, uh, but I'll be there day. I'll be there day one, day two, and day three, uh, still acting like Auburn had a chance. But yeah, you you still won. You're in great shape. Uh, Tommy Vale again cannot stress this enough is the hottest hand in this bullpen. And I wish that it was possible to get his arm rested up for all three days. They'll pitch with both arms. <laughs> Sources are saying, yeah. uh, Maddie, Maddie Penta is going to be pitching on Saturday. You know, I'm so glad that you mentioned Maddie Penta. I'm so <laughs> glad that you brought her up because I'm, I, I was actually about to mention to you uh, as we switch over to softball here. Did you realize it, I somehow this slipped through my, I guess, I'm I'm not a good big numbers guy. All right, I got my degree in journalism. I don't I don't only read numbers to determine which score is bigger than the other score, or in golf, which score is lower than the other score. All right, yeah, that's how my brain functions. So I'm I'm a little smooth brain when it comes to math. But did you realize that if Auburn sweeps Mississippi State this weekend, they'll have won 40 games in the regular season? 40. I did not. Four zero in the regular season. I'm not asking for a sweep. I mean, Auburn fans don't, don't be ridiculous. I mean, sweep's very plausible, and it seems more than capable of, of sweeping anybody. But, you know, just make sure you win the series first and foremost. 40 regular season wins. I would have to go back and look. I would venture to guess the last time Auburn did that would be 2016. 
Yeah. Uh, you keep talking. I'm and I'll I'll, I'll keep I'll keep riffing on that to that to that credit because I assume Dylan's that giving me the green light that he's going to look that up and see the last time that Auburn had a 40 win regular season for uh, college softball. And it all starts in the circle. You want you need what was it? Last season when they went 40 and 17. <laughs> Did they win the last game? Of the, of the, wait, no, 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 no. Regular season, not postseason. Not uh, counting SEC tournament wins. Yep. Yeah. Oh, well, dang. Yep. Yeah. Huh. That was kind of thirty-seven and fifteen. Wait, thirty-seven and fifteen, and they went forty and seventeen. They went 40 30, 30, thirty-seven and fifteen right now. It's forty and seventeen. So yeah. Last a year ago. Yeah. You're counting the SEC tournament win. Brother. That's not regular season. Anyways, we're gonna we're we'll circle back to that one on Sunday. That, that feels like a good Sunday conversation, unless Dylan's really that crazy about it. Dylan, it starts in the circle. Maddie Penta has got to turn that circle into the Pentagon. We know she can. On the opposite side, we sound like a freaking broken record. This team's got to hit one through one, one through nine. It, you can't be turned into just a handful of girls every weekend. And this has been my one gripe with this team this year is it comes in waves and then it diminishes and, 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 and is gone into hiding. And, and to be fair, their counterparts at the ba- on, on the baseball field have been doing damn near the same thing. It's been either they come in waves and you pour on the runs or you get blanked. And, and you really need to figure out a way that you can average somewhere between four and six, you know, maybe even three and five so in, that, in that three to five run range, somewhere in there on a routine basis. If you can put up five runs a game, you don't lose that often with this pitching rotation. That's certainly the case coming down the stretch here. More importantly, Dylan, they've, Auburn's already secured a first-round bye for the SEC tournament. So how important is it that they build momentum here and continue that in so they can continue that in and also not slip back into that rest of that field? Yeah, and just to answer the question from earlier, uh, 2017 was the last time they had 40 wins in the There we team. go. I was – okay. First off, back I wasn't, back years. I wasn't, wasn't, wasn't trying to make myself sound like I was, I'm always right, but I felt like it would have had to have been 16 or 17 regular season. So 2016, 58 wins, 2017, 49 wins. Good God. And, that's, that's 16 team. Oh and that's not, that's not me taking off the tournament wins. So, I mean, this 40 plus either way. Right. But, sure. but yeah, you're looking at it. Yeah. You've got to get more consistent. Uh, one through nine on the bats. Sometimes you have one through three going off and then you don't, you're silenced from the rest of them. And, and especially on Saturdays, because uh, the last couple weekends we've seen where uh, the non-Maddie Penta pitchers have kind of been out of it at times. We've had a couple shining moments from Shelby Lowe. Last weekend, we had a little bit of a rough stretch with Weidra and Rolf. So you just got to pick that up, uh, get ready for the tournament. Uh, use Saturday as a confidence boost for the backup pitchers. And, of course, yeah, you got to get the bats back up. I would say at least four through like seven need to get it up. I you want to you want them to catch fire this weekend. This is actually yeah. the most important weekend in, in the position you're in and the semi driver's seat that Auburn's sitting in. You want them to catch fire now so they can ride that into the postseason. And and, and Auburn's got the, the talent, all the talent in the world to do it. So it'll be a matter of time. Very very interesting. If you're going to be on the planes this weekend, please stay safe. Congratulations, graduates! Very very excited for you guys. Um, you guys busted your ass. Um, War Eagle forever. I'm really really proud of every single one of you guys, especially the folks that we know. Um, that are graduating. We're really, really proud of you folks. And uh, just know that uh, no matter how much you talk about that Auburn family, that it's true. And you also are expected to donate every year. Um, so that, that'll, that, that, that's a couple of things that, that'll, that'll never change. 
I'm here Sitar. I buy here Sitar on the Bird app. And instead of plugging the rest of my podcasting work like I usually do, I'm just going to tell everybody: take care of yourself, take care of each other, check in on your on your people. And uh, Dylan, I'll let you. Uh, I'll let you get us out of here. Yeah, well, I'm Dylan Lark at you, Boy the Tank on Twitter. If you're watching, it's just right there. It's right there. And if you want me to spell it out for you, at Y A B O I the Tank. Catch me on the Auburn Daily Show every Monday with Lance Stahl and on Wednesday as well with usually Harrison Tar. And you can also catch me on the College Loop right here every Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday. And you can also go follow us literally everywhere. If you want to listen to us, you can also Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. Social media is you got us on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and of course on YouTube. Make sure to go like, comment, and subscribe. We might start doing a question of the day. So ask us questions in the comments. We'll answer it to the best of our ability on the show as long as it has uh, some weight behind it, please. Like, subscribe, ring the bell. Thank you guys for 200 subs. Dylan forgot to tell you we don't have a MySpace. Ah, dang it. <laughs> well, sadly, I forgot that we don't have a MySpace. This but... has been the College Loop Podcast. <laughs> <laughs>